Hello and welcome to Hub City Now. I'm your host, Tyrone Tony Reed Jr. Today we have another great show for you. Um, today we have Phantom with us. Phantom is a rapper and producer. He is a barber by day and an, and an artist musician by night. He is very active in his community cool. in Clarksville, Tennessee. And he looks to continue to inspire and motivate uh, the youth and others with his many talents. Thank you for joining us today, Phantom. Man, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Phantom, t- t- tell us about yourself. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and All right. how you got into music. Oh, okay. So, let me take you back to, uh, we'll go to, like, 97. Okay. Uh, some friends of mine, they had a music group, and, um, you know, I had, uh, you know, checked them out or whatever, and uh, they were doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I had another set of friends on another side of town. They were doing music also. So, you know, I started out with them and uh, things didn't work with my first set of friends. Right. So, so my first set of friends, uh, they came out with a CD called Grip. Mm-hmm. And the other set of friends, they came out with a, uh, with a group called Scandalous. And so uh, their producer heard about me. Mm-hmm. I, I went, he, he wanted me to go against his two rappers to see if I was pretty good or whatever. So I went over there. I uh I performed for him and uh he was like, man, you know, you can hold your own against my guys. Right. So, you know, we hooked up and um we ended up doing two songs together. Mm-hmm. And the actual two songs that we did together were hits. And we got them put on the radio. And soon after, believe it or not, this is my first time ever performing or doing studio work. Right. Our first opening show was with Missy Elliott. Wow. In 1997, seriously, 1997, Morehouse College on Halloween. Wow. Our first show. Think about that. That's crazy. Think about that. <laughs> first show. Wow. How, how did that make you feel? How did that make you feel? Man, I was so excited because you got to think, man, like these are people that we idolize. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like my first try. And I'm like, it just, it fell together. Like, it, it just right. came together. It was crazy because we knew someone that knew of our music mm-hmm. and, you know, he really liked our music. So he presented the music to the people that were throwing the show right. and they liked it. So they were like, bring them on. Right. And when we got the news, we were like, Missy Elliott? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> duper duper fly. Are you serious? Right, right, right. And and you know, from that point on, man, like, dude, I, I mean, I never stopped because I'm like, man, sky's the limit. You know what I mean? Right. That's I mean, right. So everyday guy, you know, tried out for this group, you know, just to, you know, I only did like two features with them. Mm-hmm. And um they were the hits. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was it's kind of crazy, man. It's kind of surreal, you know what I mean? And we actually had to take some people from the city because you know how people are. They're like, yeah, right. Right, right, right. And when they got there, the funny thing was you had to see the expression on their faces because, you know, you know how people doubt you. Right. So when we get there and we're in the VIP, and I was like, well, y'all not, not talking to quiet, man. You could hear pins drop. Mm-hmm. Cause they couldn't believe it either. I mean, we were just like, "Wow, it was amazing." Though. 
Right. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So, so yeah. Phantom, take us back to you as a, a young child. Um, do you want, you don't have to give your real name, but you can. Um, yeah. Tell us about um, what got you into the music game. What, 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 I was really, you know, what I, awakened I didn't, your love for music. Um, well, just, uh, I've always, I got music, I'm gonna say probably through my pops and um, my uncles. It was kind of a fusion. So I had an uncle, God bless his soul, he just passed away. Sorry, he that. introduced me to funk music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All he would do is listen to funk. <laughs> and, you know, I like the beats of it. You know what I'm saying? Just, right. you know, he would take me around him. And I would just listen to the beats and the and the way they sang and the way the music is broke down. And I got kind of interested in like listening to it. And my right. father, he plays the bass guitar. Okay. He used to do it, and he used to be a music person. And um, you know, so music has always been around me, but I didn't know I had an actual love for it. But I just it would excite me, you know. So I always dance and just you know, I just loved it. Right. Later, you know, you know, uh, writing poetry, and uh, it was a friend of mine in school. Man, he was we call him Big Chris, mm-hmm. and he introduced me to the hip hop aspect of things. Because okay. I mostly just listen to like you know through my uncles and my father. All I heard was like Rick James and you know all right. that, you know right. yo and you know what I'm saying. But my, my friend, you know, he introduced me to hip hop. You know what I'm saying? He comes from New York. You know, that's like the hip hop mecca. Right. And he was the first guy I remember to walk around school. He's 6'8", mind you. And he's <laughs> rapping and walking down the hallway. So we like, wow, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, due to me writing me, and then he's rapping. I'm like, man, it's basically the same thing. Right. And, you know, so he kind of inspired me, you know, to always tell people about him. Cause he's really the one that inspired me to start, you know, rapping or whatever. Right. But as far as music, I've always been around it. My family loves music, and I think that's just what inspired me to do it. Just always been in me. I didn't know it, and the people around me brought it out of me. Right, right, right. Um, I know you're pursuing a career. You, you, you are while you're working as a musician, as you as you are doing your music. You're also a barber. Um, a lot of people say, I'm going to chase my dream and I'm just going to just do it and not worry about, you know, a nine to five or whatever. Um, but you're, you're doing that. You, you're, you're still a barber. Um, what's the importance of keeping that day job and also still being the artist? No, that's fantastic. Oh, that's, that's too simple. That's too simple. Um, when I got into barber, it was real simple. Like when I, when I was young, you know, like I said, I was always curious about a lot of different things. I never just put my hand in one pot, you know what I mean? Right. So I tried a lot of different things. I tried retail. I tried selling candy. I tried to, I tried everything. Right. But the uh, due to me coming up, you know, I, I grew up kind of poor, you know what I'm saying? We grew up in the projects and everything. And so, you know, wanting to get out of the projects and going through what I went through, mm-hmm. I just wanted to inspire people and show them that you can be something. Right. But you have to put your mind to it and put forth the effort. And so, you know, so when I started barbering, because at that time, barbering for a young man, you know, it was mostly older barbers. So, I, you know, I was one of the youngest barbers that came in. And, you know, I was around a bunch of older people. And they taught me a lot 
but it showed me how you can inspire people through your words, you know, through your kindness, through your just listening to them. You know what I mean? Right. And, and uh, so I got in the barber game really to just inspire people to show them that you can do something if you believe in yourself. So right. I went to school, finished barbering school, you know what I mean? Because growing up in the projects, everybody wanted to sell drugs. I didn't want to sell drugs. Right. I wanted to do something legitimate, so I became a barber. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to be proud of myself, and I wanted my community to be proud of me. Right, right. Um, for some people who don't know about the culture of barbershops, why are barbershops important, especially in black neighborhoods? Okay, in a black neighborhood, you know, it just depends on where you grow up. But if you grow up in a bad environment, then what you what you want to do is go to a barbershop because see, especially for male figures, mm-hmm. especially especially for male figures, mm-hmm. because if you're a young man growing up and you don't really have direction so to speak, especially if you come from a single-parent home, you talk to a lot of men in the barbershop. Right. And men, the men there, you have every type of man. You know what I'm saying? You have some older, younger, and everything. So they can teach you a lot of life lessons. Right. You know, and you meet every walk of life. You meet educators, you meet athletes, you meet musicians, you meet pastors, you meet everybody. Right. So you get a melting pot of information, you get a melting pot of networking, and it helps, so to speak, raise you up as a young man through going to the barbershop. Right, right. That's, that's very important because us young black males need someone to look to for a direction. Mm-hmm. And the barbershop was direction for me because that's what got me started. So when I, in turn, became a barber, the same knowledge given to me I passed it on to the next, and the next generation will do the same. So I feel like that's the importance of the barbershop. It's like the black man's, uh, what we want to call it, getaway. Right, right, right. You know, it's like we can talk about work. We can talk about sports. Mm-hmm. We can talk about everything. We don't talk about politics and religion. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, <laughs> but... But, you know, just the things that men talk about. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and when you listen to the different point of views and the different takes on things, like I said, it allows you to grow mentally and learn more about life and the importance of Black men coming together and not being against each other. And right. I think that's the importance of Black barbershop. That's game. awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you recently released your hit song, Tennessee. Tell us about Tennessee and what inspired that song. Okay. So I, uh, I was talking to a producer named Alizé Mm -hmm. and, uh, we we actually had him on our show. Um, um, Zay-Z Alizé, we had him on our show. That's awesome. Shout out to Zay. What up, Chicago? <laughs> but um, the thing is, like, so he sent me some tracks. And this mm-hmm. was kind of funny. So he had, like, 10 tracks he had sent me, you know, check them out or whatever. But the particular track of the song, Tennessee, I, I heard the track, 
and it was so different. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is the way it came along, you know. So I got the track. I didn't know what to do with it at first because it sounds different. It's melodic or whatever. So I just sat back, and kept listening to it, listening to it. And I'm thinking about all I can think about is this. I live in Tennessee, but I've never heard anybody actually talk about Tennessee because most rappers from Atlanta, Florida, Texas, they're everywhere else. But I, I just was trying to think of a song about kicking it in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. What Tennessee embodies the different things, like you know, from what you say, like Dollywood, the colleges, um, uh, the restaurants that everybody knows, like you come into the city. Right. Again, also, I thought about, um, I was like, what are the major cities in Clarksville? I mean, not Clarksville, but uh, Tennessee, so you know what I'm saying. And uh, I, I just came up with that, so I was like, okay, Memphis, Clarksville, all the other cities, and uh. Right. It kind of came together like that. Everything that embodies Tennessee from the Tennessee Titans, you know, just the colleges and everything. And mm-hmm. then the song, it just came to me. And before you know it, I had it finished. Sent, sent it back to Zay. Mm-hmm. See if how you long, liked it. How long did it take you to get that together? To actually write it? Um, probably 15 minutes, man, because wow. I said on a track, you know, like I let it sit and I kept listening to it, mm-hmm. trying to see how I was going to come on the track, but I was like, this is really different, so I'm going to have to come like a little different with this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just kept listening. And then, you know, like I said, once I figured out which route I wanted to go, like I told you, you know, embodying the things in Tennessee, it came to me, 15 minutes, I had it knocked out in my head, went to the studio, you know, what's up, Eddie B? That's the studio I go to, it's a guy named Eddie B. He does all the arrangements. And, um, so yeah, man, we did it and uh, sent it back to Zay, and Zay was like, "Hey, man, that's a hot track, bro. <laughs> you came with it." He was like, "Yo, you know the way you came on it." He was like, "Man, it's different." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I appreciate that." And, you know, from that point, here we are. That's awesome. That that is awesome. Um, talk to us about your writing process. What do you do? You hear it? Does it take the beat to uh, to know what their lyrics are going to be, or do you come up with your <laughs> lyrics first and then get the beat? Both. 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 It's it's weird with me. Like I'm like you know like you know how they talk about Biggie and all those guys that write inside their head and they just go in the studio. I'm one of those type of guys, but I write it down because I I literally hear everything in my head, like mm-hmm. everything. It's crazy. Like as a producer too, I can hear the the music, I can hear the lyrics, and I can hear the chorus all at one time. So I have to get it out. Right. But as far as as far as when it came to me and saying, I didn't know which direction I wanted to go to, go to because the music was so different. It's kind of different from the type of music I make as a producer. Right. So I was listening to it and I was like, "What can I do to make it snap a little bit?" You know, and um. I just sat back and then the words start coming. And once they start coming, I don't I don't stop. I just I just go and you know, and then once I get it, I go over it a couple of times to see if it meshes with the music and everything. Mm-hmm. And um and after that I try to think of the chorus to go along with it. Because it's important, you know, like we came up, you know, like think about this, like hip hop. If you said Chevrolet, I gotta talk about everything that embodies the Chevrolet. Right. See, nowadays right. you got people that make songs 
it might be, you know, the name of the song is ice cream and they talking about something else. You know, right. we have to stay on point with what you were talking about. I mean, you know, your lyrics correspond with the actual title of the right. song. Right. So that was important. So, yeah, but that's how I do it, man. My process, it just comes mostly as a producer. Like I said, everything comes inside of my head and I just put it down. You know, but sometimes you have to actually sit, listen to the beat, and then, you know, you try to ride the beat. And that's what Zay kept saying. He was like, I like the way you rolled that beat. He said, because you picked the one beat that I said, you have to be really good to do that on that right. beat. Because he was right. like, I didn't think anybody would pick that one. He said, but you picked that one. So, <laughs> so you got to be, be a pretty good artist. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, what do you hope your song, Tennessee, and other songs that you come up with, how do you hope they affect your community and the world? Okay. Uh, okay, let's uh let's go back then. Okay, it's kind of what I was telling you about the black barbershop. Mm-hmm. I'm a part of it. I'm a part of the community. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows me. I'm a homeboy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's seen my struggles. I'm not one of those fake people, I'm a real person. Right. So if you see my struggles, if you see me working constantly trying to do better and be better. I want to be an inspiration to those that I grew up around to try to do better. So as far as my music, I'm making music to inspire people to live their dreams. I was a barber to inspire people to live their dreams. Meaning, if I laid the song Tennessee, and let's say it goes major, major, then you get to see my life and you get to see how people live in Tennessee. Right. You know. That's that's what I saw. Mm-hmm. That was my vision in the song. I want you to see how I live in Tennessee and, and see people, you know how people have a misconception of what they think something is like, but you have right. to actually be there to understand what it's like. Because you got your countryside mm-hmm. where you see the guys with the tractors and all the, the grass and this and this and this. And then you got right. your hood side where you see the guys with the Chevrolet, the big wheels, the, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's more than one facet to right. Tennessee. There's mm-hmm. so many sides to it. But most people, when, when you see Tennessee, you only think of country music. There's so right. many genres of music here. There's so many different lifestyles here. It's, it's so much, but you have to be here to actually understand and see what's going on. That's right. That's right. Yeah. What 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 do you have coming up next? What's your future plans? What can people? Okay, well, what, what what we're trying to do is, um, at the moment, we're gonna push the single for a while, kind of mm-hmm. get people used to what's going on, and uh, like I said, it's on all the uh, streaming platforms. And then later, I think around spring, we're gonna shoot a major video in Nashville, Tennessee, in Clarksville, Tennessee. Okay, and. Um, you know, hope for the best because I think by the time we get to the um, the video, I think it's it's going to be that. That's going to be it. It's going right. to get us all the way there, baby. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what what advice do you have to people who want to enter um, the music genre, who, who want to pursue rapping or um, become okay, a musician? Um, it's a lot of hard work. Um. It's going to take everything from you because you got to put in a lot of work just to be seen and all this. I do it 
I don't do it to to uh, so-called showcase. I do it to inspire. I just want people to see you can do something if you put your mind to it. That's the main reason I got into anything that I do is to inspire people that look like me just to show you if you have a dream and it's something that you want to do, put forth the effort, believe in God, right. and try to make it happen. You got to step out there on faith sometimes, even though you can't see it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Tell us where you got the name Phantom from. Uh, <clears throat> so I was trying to think of a name, a stage name, and I was trying to think of something different. Okay, so basically the Phantom is like, you know I'm there, but you mm -hmm. can't see me. You feel my presence, mm -hmm. but you actually can't see me. Mm -hmm. That was the whole thing behind Phantom. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> you feel me, but you can't see me. It's right. like being the most known, unknown type of guy. <laughs> How can people get in contact with you if they want to follow you online? Um, where, what websites or yeah. stream? My song, the song Tennessee is on Spotify, Amazon. Apple Music, it's on Pandora, it's on YouTube. So, you know, any streaming outlet, you can pretty much find the song Tennessee. And uh, like I said, around spring, we'll be shooting a video and dropping my new album called The Goat. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. We're, we're actually going to play your song at the end of this show so people who are listening can hear it and go look <laughs> for it. <laughs> awesome. Anything else you'd like to say? We got a few minutes left. Yeah, yeah. I'd just like to say something very simple to, to all my young men and young women out there. It's okay to dream. Mm -hmm. No matter what your situation is, it's okay to dream. You know, God put, gave us all talents. It's how you use it. Mm -hmm. It's how you use your talent. Just believe in yourself. Always put God first. And you never know. Step out on faith sometime. Never look back, look forward. Right. Past is the past, but we all have a future. That's awesome. Thank you, Phantom. I, I really appreciate it. Um, you're always welcome to be back on here again. Just let me know. <laughs> I, I thank you. I thank you for the opportunity. My pleasure. My pleasure. All right. Um, thank you to our sponsors, Baskerville Funeral Home and r, &R Custom Mills and Tires Express. Don't go anywhere. We're getting ready to play Phantom song Tennessee. See, wanna just ride with us? Wanna jump aside with us? Wanna feel the pride with us? Tennessee coincide with us? Jump it off with the cars. See a lot of superstars. Might go downtown. Hit a lot of country bars. Might wear the big hat. They'll buck about that. Ride down through the strip. Riverside, take a dip. Man, what you drinking on? Jack, what I'm baking on. Tennessee, where I'm from. Homie, we gon' bring it home. Leave you with no doubt. A lot of people know what we're about. Country living, go hard. Represent that dirty south. Hot like fish grease. Stay woke, don't sleep. A lot of Tennessee fun. Man, don't catch cold feet. What about M-Town? What about Cashville? What about Chad? What about Clarksville? What about M-Town? What about Cashville? What about Chad? 